0: Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. I am your host, Rosalind Jordan-Mills, and welcome to Rosalind's Corner. And I have the honor of celebrating my 100th show tonight. Hey, everybody. (laughs) I am so excited. I am so excited. I have had 100 shows. And tonight's going to be special because I'm going to give the, my 10th caller a free CD of my music. So come on, you guys, call on in and come on and talk to my guest tonight. You know what I always like to do before I start my show. I always talk about our company that T25CL Entertainment is a great, innovative company. We're a global platform. For pay per view distribution of independent music artists has been established. Uh, once again, I invite you to go to our website at www.t25cl.com and view all the great artists whose music is available for download. And even if you are an independent artist and looking to get your music out there on a global platform, T25 is an avenue for you to come for your distribution. We're getting ready to have a a great, great film coming out very shortly called United We Stand. Uh, uh, great efforts have gone into the work and the um, the development of this film that's um, phenomenal, my favorite word, yes it is, <laughs> but it's going to be so great, and I look for everyone to uh, really support <clears throat> this independent film, okay? All right, so tonight... Um, I have an honor of bringing on my guest. My guest tonight. I'm going to give you just a little bit of um, what you say um, input. Uh, tell you a little bit about him, who he is. A oh, great artist. Oh my goodness, his music is is really wonderful. It's wonderful. But my artist, his name is Bobby Jenkins. Ice cream and cake in it, he says. <laughs> it's it's uh, uh, AK lyrical. He was born in Oakland and now resides in L.A. Come on now. And has been rocking the mics and stages since he was the age of 15. Come on, somebody. Bobby Draken, his, his skills are absolutely one of a kind. I mean, his swag, his lyrical content. It what separates him from others in his game. Growing up with both parents have shown Bobby early on how to strive for the most for family. I mean, he has been challenged by the rough streets of Oakland. He felt music to be uh, in his comfort zone at an early age. So he began to write lyrics and rap all the time with the influence like Rakim. K-R-S-1, E-P-M-D, just to name a few, Bobby Drakenit quickly learned what it took to become a part of the game we all call hip-hop. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Riles' Corner, my guest, Bobby Drakenit. Welcome, Bobby. Hey, 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 Bobby Drakenit in the
2: building, ice cream and cake and it, always filling.
0: <laughs> I, I hear uh, you. I am doing fantastic and thank you for being my guest on my one hundredth show.
2: Oh no problem. Congratulations for your one hundredth show. I'm honored. This is my second time being on here. Um, you know, with my boy Gene, my partner in, in, in production. So I couldn't wait to
0: do it again. Now I'm here. Oh, <laughs> that is so great, so great. So no now now, what I always like to do. Before I really get into the nitty-gritty and the real juices of, of what has made you the great artist that you are today, I always like to go take it back a notch. Uh, and I do this with all my guests because, you know, there's always a starting point in our lives before we hit the stage, before we hit the mic, before we took that mic in our hands before we influenced the world, before we were creative with our music and the world started hearing the music. Tell my listening audience, when and why did you begin begin to sing or to to rap or to do what you're doing now? Where where did it all begin?
2: Well, it all began in (laughs) North Oakland, what they call North Pole, I-City, California. And I've always been performing since I was in elementary school. I started off dancing you know, doing the drum core. I played a few instruments that was required by elementary standards at that time. But what really started motivating me to become a, a recording artist as far as writing and rapping, um, I was in a group. Well I actually I watched my big brother's name Z e Vocalist and D. Wise from the Bums. They were um they were signed to Sway and uh priority all city records with Sway and King Tech. And um they, he, he's That's my bigger brother. So watching my brother Evo and Sway, you know, doing their thing, in you know, the wake up show and King Tech, they used to bring me to the show and let me freestyle with all the mainstream artists that was hot at that time. So that was the the major kicker that really got me started taking it serious and being a professional. Because my brother, you know, he put me in his videos. Evo put me in his videos. Sway did did his thing with me. Took me up to the show all the time. Took me around. Let me meet a lot of people that were you know that were big in the industry then and still is today. So that's what really we got.
0: Was, and how old were you then? I was I was seventeen.
2: Yeah. Fresh out no, I was nineteen, fresh out of high school. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. All right, all right. Well let me ask you this. I mean, um now you said that you played instruments?
2: Yeah, I started off as a captain of the drum corps.
0: Oh okay you was a captain of the drum corps.
2: Yes okay. I was a captain I'm um, and we used to do all the parades, the Black Cowboy Parade, any parade that was that was um, going on downtown. We we did our competitions with other elementary schools, so I, I was the captain. So I started off as far as the instruments was was, was drums, trumpet. You now they they make you play the violin, and um, and after that, I pretty much touched a little bit of every instrument since.
0: Well, so you play now, then is that correct?
2: Yes, I also produce.
0: Now and this was in the streets of Oakland.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
0: Now you had your brothers that really influenced you. Um, your parents. How many brothers do you have, and how many sisters do you have?
2: Well, I have I have one sister, Shalane Berry. Um, my brother, Evocalist Alexander D, D, Dushan Alexander. Um, we both, all three, all two of us, all three of us are artists and producers, and um, we all do our separate thing. Our crew. It's called a fast foundation, finally a Skrilla foundation, which was it consists of a few members that um you know they're kind of big right now we're all doing our thing as far as on the level that we're doing it on we had a uh, mr f a b was a part of our group um as well as the vocalist d y Wise, sean the ivy brothers uh Jaheen, you know so we we we've been doing our thing since since um well that was back early in early age Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so so this is what
0: I'm this is what I'm trying to hone in on because you think about young kids today and the influence of the music world. When you first started out, you automatically had the support of your brothers or just the support of your family altogether. And okay. so with those with those influences, I mean, when you were coming up, what what was the most uh, influential artist? What famous musician or singer or rapper? In the hip hop genre, that because you started out in the hip hop genre, right? Yeah. So, who did you look up to during those times? Who were the artists that you say you I would love to emulate, or were you just creative on your own and your and your brother and creating your own sound? Yeah,
2: because in our family, not just my brother, my cousin. My cousin is also a famous uh, artist from Soul's of Mischief, Festo D. Um, now, they were big. They still are big, enormous to this day. From ninety three till infinity, they're doing a movie and all that good stuff, the documentary. So it wasn't just my brother. Everybody in my family is an artist or has some kind of entertainment background. So I was surrounded by those people that were close to me. So I never tried to emulate because that was driving in our in our crew and our family to to be innovators. Mm-hmm. Of course, people and you know, everybody have their their um. Their commentary on who you sound like, who you emulate to them, but a lot of people told me that I have my own sound. C- certain certain songs, certain certain rhythms, or certain um, vibrations that I feel depending on how the how the, the tone of the beat is. My vocal tone will 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 just interject what feels good to me.
0: And well, let me I- ask.
2: Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. That's what I've been taught, so i kind of been trying to stay in my own lane as far as my voice, not trying to sound like nobody else. But the question really to answer who I was really looking up to, like I said, I looked it up to my big brother, Sway because he was an artist before he was even a DJ. A lot of people don't know he was an artist on on Giant Records, on a few different major record labels he was an artist before he became a a talk show host with um, KML and King Tech and now doing the MTV hosting and all that and being an executive and all of that stuff. So he was one of the biggest influences in my life and um be vocalist and D wise because I was with them every day doing it and seeing them
0: mm-hmm.
2: they had their deal. You know, once they get when Sway got them their deal, you know, I was like, I was like the, the, the miscellaneous member that just wasn't signed to paperwork. But when they came to writing their songs and or um I would be in the studio with them or we'd be at the house. And, you know, I always be listening to them how to structure a song, not just rap. It's to structure a song that's um, that's going to reach the masses, not just people from Oakland or people from the Bay. We always try to try to make
0: that international hip-hop music. Well, let me ask you, some of the – seem like you had some great some great memories back when you were first coming up, you know, um, with uh, such a great influence with your brothers, but let me ask you this, I mean, you you got on a stage, you were able to perform with your brother, you were in the studios, um, you were in the studios with your brothers, let me ask you, what were your most fondest memories at, at that early age um, um, performing before a stage, I mean, what was the, the, the greatest place that you can remember performing there in Oakland that you can say, wow, I, this I remember?
2: Oh, that it wouldn't even be in Oakland at all. My first, greatest, fondest memory is I performed, and it was funny because I was independent. I had no deal with my brothers and them. They stayed on the road. So it was uh, spring break in Daytona Beach in 93. I you No, know, I was hustling, and I had to do what I had to do to make ends meet, To especially independent. When it's time to travel, I wanted to make sure I had my money to meet up with my brothers or my friends or wherever they were at performing, I would try to make it and be there and, you know, slide my way up on the stage. But it happened to a promoter in Miami, um, like what I was doing back then. And I was in a group, w- which is, is a big, fond memory and in a a, in a mentor of me. Uh, his name is Ronald Bell from Cooling the Gang. I was in a group with his daughter, uh, Lisa Simmons, and our group was called um, – critical flavor back then so we got our money together and we t- we took a trip to daytona beach and we performed and my brother and them was performing at the same time but just another stay so that was our biggest finest memory so we had well,
0: like let me, um, wait, wait wait, a minute now because last time you talked you was in oakland how did you end up all the way in miami
2: so because i back then i was i was doing a lot of um promotion and um being independent and doing the stuff that I was doing on the Wake Up Show and with my brothers and them, a lot of people was, you know, getting to know me across the country already. So it was like I had my tapes pushing, I had my flyers, I had my posters. I'd be sending them to different stores because I was I've been independent through my whole career. So I knew how to to, uh, to, reach, to reach out awesome. to the promoters that was in different states and get them on my get them, get get them with me, get them working with me. So I just send my tapes out. That's when it was tapes. It really wasn't. I mean, it was CDs, but I only could afford tapes. So I'll be shipping my tapes out and my vinyl. I had my vinyl and I was shipping them to different DJs across the, you know, across the country. So a DJ, uh, which was a, a DJ, his name was DJ Flex, and he had a bunch of artists like Two Life Crew on the venue, uh, Shy D. A lot of Miami cats, a lot of Florida cats was on the stage that I performed at. So. It was it was just so big that when he called me he asked me, I mean, if you could fly out if you could fly out here, I got your room, I got a stage for you. So I hooked up with Simmons, my girl uh Lisa Simmons and my boy um, Kurt, which was Grin Reaper at the time. We put our money together, got our plane tickets, that's but to two days we hustled up the money and got got on. My mom was a good supporter. She helped get the rental car the, the van for us. And um, we flew out there. Everybody had they, they, they plane money, and we got the rental car money, and the dude, uh, DJ Flex, he already had the room for us. So, and the stage for us. And the stage was walking distance from our hotel room. So it was a blessing. and I just... Networking and that's a part of this game. Networking is the key to success, even when you don't have a lot yes, of
0: Yes. Yes. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're here at T two Five C L Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roslyn's Corner. And we have a caller online. Caller, give us your name and where you call it from.
1: Gene Anderson. Gene Anderson. <laughs> that's <laughs> where I've been from here. <laughs> yeah, calling in support of my brother Bobby here, and uh, I'm glad to be on the show with him again. And and thank you for giving us this forum to uh, express what we do in, in this artistic world of music. You yeah. got
0: it, you got it. Very, very welcome. It's great having you. I think you missed an appointment a couple of Saturdays ago, there, Mister Gene.
1: Yeah, this is Gene. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you missed a couple. Uh, you missed an appointment a couple of Saturdays ago. Oh, you did forget, I? Yes, she did. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> my but that's all right. Like that's all right. I'm, I'm ice ice <laughs> you are such a busy man, but that's all right. That's all right. Well, let me ask you something, um, because we have uh, uh, Bobby, Bobby drinking it, ice cream and cake in it here. But uh, let me ask you, for my listening audience, how did the two of you connect? Where did it all begin?
1: Well, I have to put the... Uh Put a word off My little lady friend I'm dealing with, who's really been very supportive, told me that I'm gonna am gonna find you some recording studios. So she hooked me up with Bobby's company, and uh, Bobby uh, basically was on my phone, and, and I called his his information and everything, and we connected. You know, it was it was, it was just a nice connection. But but my lady Rosalind was the one that started. My, my girlfriend's name is Rosalind too
0: i about to say, wait a minute. <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs>
0: go ahead. Yes,
1: yeah, so we hooked up, and I went to the studio with him uh, for for the first time, and like we did a session together, and it was it was magic. It was total magic, you know. And I was really um, pleased. Bobby is a hell of a producer, and he's very easy to work with. And I'm really looking forward to some. Other collaboration with him in the studio, and I think we have something special that's going to really hit the market. That's going to be very, very huge, and and jazz hip hop rap. I truly I truly believe that. But the birth of our sound like materialized three weeks ago.
0: Good, all right, and I know our listening
1: audience would love to hear what you have. Yeah, and you know, it was just unfortunate that after the session, I got sick. You know, because he had the air condition on and everything, and my pores were open, and and uh, I was down after the session for about a good two weeks. You know, I caught some kind of flu virus. You know, and everything. You know, but uh, it was all good because the the end product that we did was just so phenomenal. You know, it just resonates through my brain even right right now. You know, on what we did up in the mm-hmm. studio. Yeah. It's
2: mm-hmm. hot.
1: Most definitely. He's a flex.
0: Okay. Well, let me ask you this. You know, through the industry and, and you know, all the challenges that we have uh, as independent artists, um, what was your most challenging, um, you know, uh, situations uh, coming up as an independent artist? Because you were really hitting the road, doing your thing, being an independent artist, putting your flyers out there and CDs here and the vinyls here. um, what was the most challenging um that you could say was um that was in your life, uh Bobby? Uh oh I can't Bobby Bobby you're, you're breaking up again. My challenge is mostly is keeping it up keeping
2: up financially independently. hmm you hear me? Being, being yeah. independent, keeping up with the times and, and what all this stuff really costs to be independent and make a major mark and um stay relevant throughout the years. That's been my only real hiccup in, in being independent, not having a steady lump sum all the time that can go straight to nothing but music all the time.
0: Yeah, and that, that can be,
2: you know, um... That's my only real frustration and, and hiccup when it comes to being independent. Everything else, I love um, having my own creative control, being able to do stuff when I want to, not having to worry about you no, know, the CEO of, of a major record label that I would be signed to making all the decisions for me and, and then capitalizing off of all my hard work. So, mm-hmm,
0: just, mm-hmm. That was, yeah, exactly, you know, and that was one of the key... Um, Issues that I had on my shows a few, uh, it was a number of shows ago, that uh, you need to know what it is to be in the business of music. And being an independent artist, you have control over your destiny. And you're, when you're trying to sign with these major record labels, they own you lock, stock, and barrel. Yeah. And when they give you these big, humongous advances, I mean, your your life belongs to them, and you've got to put this hit out, and you've got to recoup. They've got to recoup all the money that they have invested into you. See oh. that? I mean, it could be good for one way, but another way, you have no control, and that is what's so uh, terrible about you know being assigned to a record label uh, versus being an independent artist. Now, you have the struggles as an independent artist, of course, the financial struggle. When you have supporters with you like Gene and, you know, others who are with you that, you know, will help you to not only get your music out there, T25CL as well, because we're definitely a platform for that, to get, you you know, the people to know you worldwide and that helps you. Now, they, you know they say no pain, no gain. You know you're, you're definitely there is going to be pain. There's going to be a struggle. But when the more you put into it, the more you see the benefits that come out of it. Correct? True, indeed. You hit it right on the nail, Rosalind. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know I've got a couple of questions up here on the chat board. We have people listening in, and they want to know a little bit about bobby dragging it and so we're going to go ahead to the chat board and see what we have up here um one question uh an independent art i mean a guest asked him. my brain is on independent artists right now <laughs> but a guest at asked, what venue would you love to perform in madison square garden Ooh, and why
2: because I mean, they always say that's the center. New York is the center of where hip hop originated from, and I would just love to step on that arena and and, and show how I'm a I'm a part of this hip hop generation, even though I'm from California, I'm from Oakland. Um, it'll just be like walking in in Mecca of hip hop. So
0: true uh, that, true
2: I'm that, that's right.
0: The mm-hmm. biggest
2: artist up to date that performed there, so I will feel right at home with with that with that arena with that venue, because mm-hmm. if they did it, I feel like I can do it, and you know I'll get accepted worldwide once I touch that 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 particular stage so.
0: man look at here, if you can uh load up the Madison Square Garden, you are really about something really I mean you can imagine uh i I don't even know how many people it holds, but um. If you're able to get on that stage in Madison Square Garden, I mean, I don't know if there's a a bigger accomplishment um, besides, I can't even think about Madison Square Garden, because like you say, the East Coast, New York, the East Coast is where hip-hop was birthed, was born. Yeah, and so you know, you think about that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's right in the center, right in the center. Um, okay, well, let's go to a couple other questions that were was asked of you as well. It says, if you were the headliner on a show, name four performing groups that you would like to perform with before you closed out the show.
2: Well, of course, I'm gonna pick my brothers. Brothers under Madness, Evo and D. because um they their new album is about to drop, it's gonna be smashed. Um, Souls of Mischief, the whole hieroglyphics crew, that that's my cousin and his crew, so that would be my biggest dream. Like if I was the big headliner, I would wanna take them on all my all my events. 'Cause I know they, they, they got their own crowd and um it'll be it'll be historical, you
0: know? Mm-hmm, mhm. Well, who else would you have? Who who else would you have, like, as a major, major artist in the hip-hop world?
2: As far as major artists, I would love to do with, you know, Eminem, Nas, Jay-Z, of course, Little Weezy, you know, um, super major, like, it it doesn't just have to be I mean, hip-hop, right? Because I would love to do stuff with Akon. Mm
1: -hmm. I love Akon
2: on my show with me, headlong, opening up for, him opening up for me, um, Taylor Swift. Really, Artemis.
0: Taylor Swift?
2: Yeah, even her. Yeah, even um, the new guy. What
0: about uh, Iggy Azalea?
2: I, I was gonna say her Iggy. Yeah, the whole Black Eyed Peas, I would love Fergie. All of them. I would love to have them. Will I am all of them performing as well with me as
0: well. Yeah. That's major. That's major. <laughs> That's major. Well, you know, um, when you talk about the hip-hop world, um, there has been um, some changes, maybe slight, but you, we talk about the hip-hop world and how you influence today's, yesterday's, today's, and the future generation, young people coming up in the world. Let me ask you this. What influenced with your lyrics, with your style of music, because I listen to your style of music and I, I heard your music and it's great, um, hip hop. But you've got that R and B feel. I love that instrumental one. That that's 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 even on a jazzy feel, you know. Um, yeah. But I I like like your style of music because not only are you in the hip hop, but you cross over into different genres of music of R and B and jazz. So now with your music today, and I know you're more in the hip-hop world when you talk about, you know, your brothers and what they're doing, what influences are you having on the young generation today? What can you tell these young kids who are out there? Because we have listeners who are all over the world who are listening to, um, you know, who listen to our music because we do have jazz as well as hip-hop on our radio station. But what can you tell them? Today in creating their music and what should their message be?
2: Well, first off, you know, you know I represent Off the Planet Productions and Rangutan Royal Music Group. We love the kids, you know. My my partner, Dot Mouth, he does a lot of stuff at at the kids at the kids shelters at the schools. We help bring the books. We as far as as far as kids, we always teach them how. Not, not preaching to them, but just telling them and showing them as we telling them you can try to be anything that you want to be. School is the most important because without school and a good education, all your dreams, you can't hold on to them. You won't have longevity with your dreams. So at least if you have school, no one can take that from you. Your education, no one can take that from you. And it's just going to advance into your dreams or your hobbies or or whatever you're trying to perfect as your craft know, to go further in life. So we always teach the kids that to be yourself for one and um hold dearly your education and hold dearly your family and, and friends that's true, that's really um that's gonna support you in whatever you want to do. And and support mm-hmm. them just as well. Mhm.
0: Are you still there? You there? Driving. Yeah, I'm still here. No, I'm Jean. Okay, he must he must be listening. Okay, but the, okay, yes, so, I'm still here. I'm still here. No, can you piggyback off of what he just said regarding the influence of of the music that's being that you're creating and the influence that is having on the young kids today?
1: Uh I'm so glad about me and Bobby's collaboration on doing real, true music with some kind of significant substance to it with a positive message. Um, a lot of this rap productions I hear, I basically am not too fond of it. There are artists that do take the time to look at the whole production aspect from an artistic form and take pride in, in doing good, solid production. Uh, then you have the artists who are flashing the pants. Artists that are here today, going the but but your great artists with longevity in the industry have that creative brain trust of of a production people that give them what's called a sound identity and a sound signature. And once you have that sound signature and everything. You know, just, just for example, like the Motown sound. Whenever you heard Motown's music, they have their own indefinite sound that you know was the Motown, the Philadelphia sound. It's having your own sound identity, and that's what I feel is lacking with, with like a lot of these young because everybody's trying to emulate one another to make a fast buck. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why anytime you have innovators come along that can contribute and lay a foundation for the young kids to expound upon, that's a great thing. And I feel Bobby had that because Bobby, when I first heard Bobby, I said, whoa, he's brought jazz into hip-hop. Okay, so, hey, you know, that's what I decided to, to get involved with hip-hop because, you know, hip-hop is really not my favorite genre of music. But Bobby is the reason why I decided to, like, jump into, like, this arena because of him being, being innovative that he is.
0: Yeah, and I think that is another question that you know that has been posed by our listeners: is can hip hop, jazz, and R&B collaborate collectively together? And I think he has proven that.
1: Yes, yes. It's just a matter of time before the masses of people will will gravitate to his sound and everything. So with mm-hmm. forming shows like yours, giving him the exposure, it's gonna happen for him. It's definitely gonna happen for him. And I, I'm glad to be on his team, big time.
0: Yes, yes, uh, that's excellent i and I think that's what uh all young artists, not just young artists, just artists period that they have individuals who are backing them up, believe in what they're doing, and has their full support and to see them strive to go on further I think that is that is what's needed, definitely what's needed. Well, let me ask you this because there was another question that says, uh, who is the godfather of hip hop?" Curtis Blow. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Bobby. Who is the godfather of hip-hop? Or Gene, maybe you know. Uh,
1: Curtis, Curtis uh, Blow.
0: Curtis Blow. Curtis Blow. <laughs> Curtis Blow. Ooh, you're going back. Curtis Blow. All right, <laughs> Curtis Blow. So, uh, caller, I mean, listener, that is your answer right there. Godfather of hip-hop is Curtis Blow. I mean, there could be a couple others, too, way back when, huh? Uh now I'll go Curtis Blow or either um my um my um my business partner
2: grandfather uh from the from the new nation.
0: Okay. All right, all right, so now let's go on to these other questions that we have on the chat board before we run out of here. But uh, a question was asked if you had a coupon for five free CDs from your local C D store, what would you get?
2: What would I get right now? That's out right now.
0: Yeah. What would you What would you get if you had five coupons for free CDs? Who would you get? What five CDs would you pick? And then let's and you know what? Not only that. Why would you pick those?
2: Well, first, the first CD I would get is um that new Kendrick Lamar uh he to me, he's one of the cats that's bringing the West back as far as with lyrics. You know, a lot of a lot of cats, you know, different states. We kind of lost our lyrical, our lyrical. Um, what it means to be a great lyricist is being out of the West, it wasn't. It, it started going back to kind of like ABC, one, two, three raps that was just getting over because it had a nice beat and Kendrick Lamar and his whole little top dog crew, like him all of them cats, I would get their CD because mm-hmm. they bringing lyrics back to the West Coast. And they remind me. Mm-hmm. They remind me trying to really bring lyrics that has content with a message that's fun to listen to. Listening to. And, and you could tell it took a little minute to, to create and, and deliver this stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: With the links that they have, you know, dealing with Dr. Dre and Eminem and you know, Jimmy Iovine and you know they hold top dog uh, staff. You know, it's, West Coast is kind of coming back. All right, all right, very good. Our game, um, of course, I'll get Little Wayne new CD because I like Little Wayne. He he shows his versatility um, everything he does, um, and um, and Drake. So I'm into the real lyrical type of new cast that's, that's lyrical and always coming with something new. So, in the five CDs that I would buy.
0: All right, very good. Hope that answers your question, listener. All right. Well, now there's another question that was posed to you because I think this is a uh, um, goes into the uh, the crossover of you know the collaboration of R and B and jazz and hip hop. And he says when they ask, well, "What is your favorite jazz artist and who is your favorite R and B artist?" Well, my Just favorite
2: start with the jazz. jazz well i will always say my favorite jazz i would put my favorite jazz and r and b artists together because it would be it would be guru from gangstar because he was one of the first people that i've really seen put hip hop jazz and r and b and make it work and make it and 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 stand out against a lot of other hip hop and r and b and even jazz that was out at the time when he was really making moves him with um him and d j premier so that'd be Gang Starr, Guru. That'd be my favorite. That's kind of that, up the same one. And that's and that's in jazz. All of his songs, pretty much every album, or record he put out had a lot of jazz in it. A lot of hip hop mixed with jazz, came Guru and and premiered.
0: All right, now how about R and B? As far as R and B, my favorite
2: artist um, of all time. That that does that that always, music is. yeah. Man, it's so many though. <laughs> I would have to give it to
0: R. Kelly right now. You can't even think of all of them. There's so many, huh?
1: <laughs> I'll give it.
2: I would just give it to my main man R. Kelly because he's not just an R&B singer. He he's a great producer and engineer and writer. He does it all, and he's staying relevant to this day. Like anytime R. Kelly come out with something, it's, it's gonna go. It's gonna go. And i just yeah. I give it to him not just as a R and b singer because he, he got a lot of jazz and, and funk, and he does a collective when he making his tracks because he don't just sing over the tracks. That'd be R. Kelly really making them too. So I
1: mm-hmm,
0: would mm-hmm. my
2: favorite because he does all three.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, very good. Now, let, let me ask you this because, you know, when we talk about performing on the stage, um, and I know that you have performed on stages, in concerts. Um, have you ever performed on TV?
2: Mm, I haven't performed on TV live on a big network, but independent uh TV shows, I've performed in, in the Bay. We used to have a famous show called Soul Beat. So I've performed on Soul Beat several
0: times. Okay. Well, there was another question that was asked of of our listener. They said uh, that uh, some say that Oakland produced some of the greatest musical artists going back to the '60s. Is that true? Maybe Gene, you can answer that too.
1: Uh, I'm I'm not too familiar about the artists in Oakland because I I'm a from Chicago. Oh, chi Town! Come on now. Yeah. Yes, I migrated from Chicago. Uh, here in 78, 79, I've been in you know Los Angeles, you know since 1978, 79, and got my first record deal as soon as I hit this town, you know back in 1980.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, how about
1: you, um, Bobby? Since you were raised in
0: Oakland.
2: Well, I, I can speak on the the artists that I that I've seen. No international from Oakland. I can't speak about in the seventies because I wasn't around in them. But I, I just you Kisha know, Cole, In Vogue, Tony Tony Tony. Uh, some of the biggest artists today have came out of the Oakland. I right? them three right there. As far as R and B, as far as hip hop, you know, we have Two Short, Richie Rich. Um, the list goes all the different artists that really went an- international from Oakland. But then, like mm-hmm. the biggest ones that that's still relevant worldwide is Keisha Cole and, and, and um forty E forty is not from Oakland but he might as well be he's right next door from Vallejo but he spends most of his time with Oakland people so I'm okay Earl is an Oakland cat
0: <laughs> well yeah well you know this this would you know really kind of tie in it because you you think about all the 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 um, artists who have devoted their life work, their life's blood, everything that they have into their music, into their artistry, into being the artist that they are today. But if you had to choose, and if you had not even chosen entertainment as a profession, what do you think you would have become, or what have you had done? Um, Well, my other
2: My other love is cooking, so I probably would have been a chef (laughs) Uh chef or something like that because I I like to stick with with stuff that I know and I love to do. So outside of making music, I love to cook. So that probably would have been my avenue because I've worked at several famous restaurants in in the Bay, and I got a good knack for being a host and a good chef. So that probably would have been my other alternative. Yeah, I, I could still do a little bit of both.
0: Well, now let me ask you this: Do you, do you recommend to you know young and upcoming artists, you know, to have a backup profession in case they don't make it? Yes, true. most indeed,
2: most definitely. You always need a backup, a backup two or three different stuff,
1: mm-hmm. different careers
2: that you might like, you or doing? that you willing I, to, that you willing to, to um to just. You know, do until you you develop enough funds to do what you really want. Because I always, I always tell that to everybody. You are, you work one of those jobs that you have to you build up the revenue to do what you want, as far as owning your own business and you're doing your own ventures.
0: And this is this is key because in I think in any type of high profile profession of entertainment, even these basketball players or people who are out there on high-profile uh, um, 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 you know, uh, professions, you think that, man, you know what, we've got to fall back on something because there's going to be a come a day when you're not going to play basketball no more. Or there's going to be a come a day when you're not going to be able to even sing no more. Or there's going to come a day when you're not going to be able to rap no more. Everything's going up. You know? And then you think about that, having something to fall back on. Gene, what is your opinion on that?
1: I agree with you wholeheartedly because nothing in music is guaranteed. Music is something that you do for the love of it, okay? And once you have perfected your craft and you are a great artist, then the people will gravitate to you. When, that's when you know it's your time. But if you look at it from the, from the aspect of trying to make a whole bunch of money with that attitude, you went for a very rude awakening. So I tell artists Mm all the time, master your craft and try to be a great artist. Because see, when you're a great artist, you have longevity, and that's when people migrate to you. Every time you play out, it's like a celebration. Once you are a great artist, so. 'Cause see music is like everyday life. What you put into it is what you get out of. You can be as great as you want to be. That's what my dad always preached to me. And you do it for the love of it, not for the money and the accolades. You do it for the love of the Because, see, once you love something, you have a passion for it. it, it it migrates into your music where then people will feel it. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. So, so, so I tell artists all the time: do it for the love, not for the money. Because if you do it only for the money, you live for a rude awakening in, in this game.
0: Well, let me ask you this: what does it take to become a star? And both of you going to answer this:
1: persistence and network. Uh, I think stars are stars are. I don't. That's that's a hard one to answer because basically. It's all about having that charismatic type personality that people can gravitate to. Having your own sound identity, being humble, and everything to a certain degree, and everything because being humble, you know, plays because you know most people do not like arrogant people who know they're good and they more or less brag on themselves. So I say just be humble, uh, and just put it in God's hands when it's your time because everything's predicated on when it's your time. You know, mm-hmm. when, when it's your time, you can do no wrong, you know. But there's dues that you have to pay, and and, and and being an artist, there's dues on top of dues. Yeah, because humility goes a long way. Exactly, 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 exactly. Yeah. There's that personality that people can gravitate to, but they feel that you're a good person, a good loving person, and. And, uh, you know, and it also helps to have a good publicist, too, that can more to set your agenda where, you know, she can make you, you know, very relevant in the community and everything, you know. So having a publicist helps also too. believe that. Mm, mm,
0: okay, okay. And those are great nuggets that all my listening audience, especially those who are out there, you're an independent artist, you're getting some great nuggets from my brother Gene And from Bobby Drake in it, cake, ice cream and cake in it. I love that. Where'd you come up with that saying anyway, Bobby? Well,
2: ice cream and cake in it is um, basically a celebration of life. So every time I've ever got on stage, well, even before I was really getting on stage, I always wanted to have a a slogan that matched with, you know, I went from lyrical storm to Bobby Drake in it. So I wanted something kind of catchy that the kids are like, not just the kids, but everybody alike. So ice cream and cake in it, we celebrating. and We always trying to have fun. So that's pretty much yeah. what my music is. I'm having okay. fun. That's that's relatable and fun for the kids and the adults. So I can't well, go we, wrong with what I'm saying. Ice cream and cake in it because we trying to have fun, having a party.
0: Exactly, and we love ice cream and cake. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, let me ask you this too, because we talk about we talk about you know different venues that we like to you know that you like to perform in Madison Square Garden but let me ask you this would you rather perform in a small venue or a large venue and why
2: you saying which one I would rather perform in yep i would you rather feel like
0: you go ahead a
2: little bit of both <laughs> okay because good good answer i have a little bit of both because for the small venues, I get to be more personal with my fans and the people that and they can touch me and talk to me and have a, get a, a, a mutual understanding, a relationship with them. And then, you know the big venues is just open up the door for bigger venues and smaller venues and be able to really, you know, get paid for them and um and keep my longevity going.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that is key as well when, you know, as artists, uh, when we're performing, and, and and even for myself, when I'm uh, singing to a small audience, even a large audience, because I've had the privilege of, you know, singing before an audience of almost 25,000, if not almost 30,000 people. But even when I sing in a small venue, I feel that you, you make it personal. It seems like personal, where you can, when you're performing and you're singing your song, and you want that individual that you're looking eye-to-eye with to really be impacted by the song that you're singing. Really? And I know when you're, when you're being creative with your music and with your lyrics, you're thinking about that individual person that you're singing to, that you want to bring that message into their life. You want to, you know, make a difference in their life. And I think that's what makes a small venue uh, that more personal um, when you are performing, um, yeah. I like these small places, you know, where we have, uh, you know, the spoken word or little small jazz jip joints, you know, where people are get on a small stage and you're singing to, you know, um, people. And you, you see their, you can look at their expressions on their face and they're really being entertained by you. They're That's really amazing. hanging on your very word, your very, the very song that you're singing. It's priceless rise when it's priceless exactly exactly it's it's great to be on big stages, of course, because when you've got a big stage and you're able to fill that house, you know you've done something right, but when you're at a venue that's small, you can be really just touch that individual- not 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 that you're not touching those twenty five thousand thirty thousand people. But it just feels like you you know you can actually look at that person's face, those people that small audience, you look at their faces and you can see the impact and that can be uh, 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 uh what you call it um a, a, a point of where it really tells you it tells you you know that you're really impacting these people true when you can look in their face and the expressions on their face. And, and they're in you know,
2: the And even touch their hands.
0: Yes, yes, yes. You can see shake shake their hands. You know, that makes you personable. That makes the people say, Wow, we can really touch this person. We can really touch Bobby Cake in it because he's a he's a people person and he can really we could touch him and he's not gonna have his head in the clouds and say, Don't touch me because there's yeah. a lot of artists out there who are like that. Yes yeah, a true. lot a lot out there so that that is that is so phenomenal so let us ask you uh what's taking place and what are we looking for later on um uh concerts new albums i mean
1: new cds
0: well what's going on now
2: well right now i'm still promoting um the eye candy single that's um off the planet record chain world music group we're getting a lot of plug we're getting a lot of play for that different countries, a lot of DJs are hitting my phone from Nigeria, Australia, um, Brazil, how they've been planted in their clubs and their venues and in and, and their places, and, and the people love Eye Candy. So we're going to rock with that until, it, until the wheels fall off because at Rankin Tank Royal, we believe in putting out these singles to generate a nice, good buzz worldwide before we put out albums, before we try to promote an album because albums is really not it right now for an independent artist. I mean, yeah, These
1: mm-hmm. singles
0: that's
2: gonna make your bread and butter, your gravy they are easier to promote. You can get your merchandise and all of that stuff. It's more easier to concentrate and, and see some um some productivity out of a single versus trying to put all your eggs in a basket of an album. We don't have that, you know, that strain on our back like, Oh, I gotta complete this album for the label. No, we got we our own label, Ranger Chain Royal. We put out what we want to, when we want to, how we wanna do it. And um the fans love it, you know. Our fans love it, plus uh, our clients that, you know, doing their distribution with us love the way that we get out. So it's just a (laughs) blessing from God how we doing it.
0: Come on now. Amen. Amen. So listen, let me ask you where yeah, where are you going to be performing next where our listening audience could, could come and see you perform?
2: Okay, I was going to be performing this weekend at the Heritage Festival at La Merck Park in Los Angeles, California. Yeah, that's going to be great. My, that's going to be great. It's a, it's, due to my knee injury, Um, I don't know if I'm going to really be able to get on stage and do it – do a great job. So I'm just gonna be there, and my group is gonna be there, and we're gonna be supporting Alonzo Mark, DJ Zodiac Killer, who's our, you know, our group member, and that's his event every year. I performed there twice, you know, last year and the year before that. So this year I'm, I'm gonna kind of take a rest and let some of the other artists on Off the Planet do their thing. So they are still a part of me, so I feel like I'm, I'm still there, and I'm gonna be, you know, supporting supporting them and then supporting Alonzo Mark. Um, my knee injury won't let me perform like I would want to, so I'm gonna just kind of play the back and be on stage or be right there in front of the stage clapping and, and, and cheering them on. So everybody, okay.
0: go out to park
2: this weekend. It's gonna mm-hmm. be great. So weekend at the the Heritage Festival, Merck Park. They have it every year. They will have food. They will have exhibits. You know, the people have stages. Food. I think
0: they had yeah, I think they had three stages last year.
2: Yes, because um, they
0: had yeah they had R and B, had jazz. I think they had the uh, African stage over there in the parking lot. So yes. they really do it up big. They do it up big, and it's so much fun. Give our uh, listening audience a little more um, information about that. What time does it start, and what days?
2: Um, well, it starts on, I believe, on Friday. It's Saturday, a three-day event every year. So I yes, think Friday. Friday they start a little bit later. Like in the afternoon, but the Saturday and Sunday one, it starts real early, like I think ten, eleven o'clock in the morning. It lasts all day until everybody decides to go home.
0: <laughs> mm hmm. And Friday, I mean Saturday I'm mean, sorry. Sunday is Father's Day. Sunday is Father's so Day. Hello. Was- all to our all listening audience to our fathers. Happy Father's Day from Rosalind. Happy here, Father's Day And Bobby it. exactly, exactly. All right, well, listen, before we close our show out, I would love for you to give my listening audience some parting advice, um, last comments that you want to share, because this is definitely going worldwide. um, And our our, our listeners over there in Africa and our European nations, um, they'll be listening to this tomorrow because they're definitely asleep right now. <laughs> but they do listen to our show, so give us your parting comment, Bobby, and then maybe Gene. Gene, are you still there? Yes, I am. Well, you know, before Bobby closes, I want you to give us some parting comments.
1: Well, I am thankful that I woke up this morning to see another day of prosperity. I'm looking forward to working with Bobby on some big projects which uh, took me uh, Who seven years to come into the makings and everything, and I, in my wildest dreams, I never thought I'd be doing hip-hop, but I guess Bobby didn't change that big time for me, and I'm having fun with him. The session that I had with him was just a blessing, it was a real blessing to, re- be, to be able to be a part of something different and innovative, to set a foundation for these young kids to expound upon, to let them know that music is like everyday life. You can be as great as you want to be. What you put into it is what you get out of it. So that's mm-hmm. my spirit.
0: All right. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, Bobby, I'm going to let you wrap up my 100th show. I'm so happy. I'm so proud of myself. Oh, come on now. k 25 cl in the house. But go ahead, Bobby, wrap it up for me.
2: Okay. First of all, I want to thank you, Roslyn, for having me on your 100th show. It was a blessing from God, and I appreciate it. And I just want to tell everybody out there in the world to stay prosperous, stay positive, have a great attitude, Put leave everything in God's hands because he's the greatest force on the universe. So without him, there's no me, there's no you, there's no us. So everybody take that in mind. Love your kids and take care of the family. And um, anytime you need hot tracks or promotions or, or looking for that independent network, you always can come to Off the Planet Productions, um, 1075. Zero Burbank Avenue Suite One well, Oh, Suite Six, North Hollywood, California. Mm-hmm. The number five ten seven oh six six oh forty three. Give us a call, set up a time. We got nice prices, we got nice beats, and we'll take care of you over here. Off the Planet Rangatang Royal Music Group. All right, all right, very good. Well,
0: uh, next time we'll have a little more more listeners calling in. I wish I could have had somebody call in today on my one hundred. At least I'm going to some family call in. Where's my family? But that's all right. That's all right. I had you, Bobby. That's good enough for me. All right. Listen, I want to thank you so much for calling in, uh, being a guest on my show. And uh, we're looking forward to doing this again.
2: Whenever you need me, I'll be there for you. I love it. You, you don't got know.
0: it. <laughs> all right. And, Gene, thank you so much for calling in, my brother. I appreciate you much. Thank
1: you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're so wow. welcome. All right. For my
0: listening audience, the show has been recorded. You can uh, go back and uh, download it or listen to it um, in the next couple of hours, of course, because it's been recorded. And uh, we look forward to everyone coming back to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Robinson's Corner. And we want to wish all our listening audience a great good night. So good night, Bobby. Good night, Gene.
1: Good night, good
0: night. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.